Okay, hopefully this is working. Here's to hoping. Cheers. Our second virtual. Gosh, cheers. Record. Yes. Being safe. Yes. I definitely. I think I need to drink more. I think it would help. <laughs> that's. An, that's <laughs> I mean, it would definitely um, calm you out a little bit more. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Still bad at it. It's incredible. Still bad. Hi, I'm Sophie. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Single Best Scene. This week we're giving you our quarantine binges. Mm-hmm. Woo! So obviously we've been in this pandemic for eight eight months now. Years. Eight months? Who eight, knows? <laughs> Jeremy Bear Me, baby. All my uh, good place fans out there. Um, But we thought it would be good to put together a list of things that we've been watching as we enter December, hopefully a slow month for y'all at work and you're able to binge some or hang out with your family and watch TV or avoid your family by watching TV. So how how have you felt like your TV has changed in the quarantine? Well, definitely I've watched more because like what else is there to do? And especially because I'm drink um you can do both at the same time um but I am not as much of a reader and at the especially at the beginning of the lockdown I was not feeling super normally I'm like really crafty you know and like always kind of have a project going on but I definitely was not feeling like I had enough energy to like tackle a project you know or even like I mean at the very at the very beginning you like we weren't going to the store or anything so I couldn't even you know like buy fabric or whatever so definitely at first it was like yeah there's a struggle I mean I did like a tie-dye project like everybody else but um (laughs) other than that I kind of had nothing else to do so yeah I was mainly doing tv and I read a few books but like I haven't really been a huge reader unless I'm on vacation and like, or like on a plane or something. Yeah. Unlike you, you do a lot of reading. I I do like to read. I have read a lot of books this quarantine. I will say my TV binging has gone up in quarantine, Mm -hmm. I think, because there wasn't new network shows. So like, instead of keeping up my week to week shows, I was able to actually like binge shows that I've been meaning to and just never had enough time or like, if I only mm-hmm. have 30 minutes, it's like, well, I'm going to watch the Goldbergs because there's a new episode tomorrow versus starting mm-hmm. a new show. So, um, yeah, I mean, this quarantine for me has just been like reading books, watching TV, listening to music, hanging out with our little quarantine pod that we have. Mm-hmm. And like in the summer, laying out by the pool, but like that's gone now. So like really, right. TV is, is all we, TV and drinking. Like I got a wine subscription. Um Shout out mm. to Wink if they want to sponsor. Good investment. Yeah. <laughs> Please sponsor. Us. I know. I'm like, I'm so poor. I have no money, but my uh, wine box is coming to your house, mom and dad. But so I think we're going to go through for just our listeners who like plan today, as I do. And we're going to give you some recommendation based on drama and just ping pong back and forth. So mm-hmm. if we, and we obviously haven't talked about this specific list, so we might say the same one. And I guess if we say the same one, we'll just say the reason the other one loves it. Right. And, and we were thinking, you know, in general that, oh, oh, sorry. The other half, you asked me like, I don't know if you were asking me what, if, it, if the pandemic has changed what I watch, but no, it but has. It has. 
Um, yeah, it actually has. And so when we were, when me and Maddie were planning this, <laughs> dear listeners, when me and Maddie <laughs> were planning this episode, we wanted to talk about all the shows we'd watched over quarantine. And then we thought, well, maybe we should particularly highlight the ones that were feel good just because it's a little bit easier to watch. And especially because there is so much, if it feels, if you're stressed out, it's easier to watch a show that's just, it's just better. You might want to watch a show that's easier than something that's scary or um, high stakes or something like that. So we'll give, um, we are going to try to, sorry, no, 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 no. I literally straight up interrupted you, but I was just going to say like, We'll give like, I hate using the word like, cause it's not, we're not using it in the, the form that it's meant to be used, but we'll give like loose trigger warnings. Like don't watch the show if you don't yeah. like dark shows or, or whatever. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, most of the We're just trying to highlight the, the good, feel good shows for you guys. Yeah. Um, and then some darker, and- cause like I have been probably watching more darker shows just because that's stuff that I haven't watched before. Yes. You know, no, I, like, I agree. But like, yeah, like Grey's is like all COVID heavy. Like the Euphoria's and yeah, like I wouldn't watch stuff that. like that. So, right. Which right. I actually think I'm kind of the opposite. We switched. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say we switched. Maybe we did actually. Um, I have had a way harder time. I mean, my reality show list is super long, and I like never watch reality. I saw that ever <laughs> um, in the real world because I really don't like week to week in the before times had that much time to watch like a ton of just like random shows like I really had to pick and choose like what I had time to watch so I was watching a lot of like uh comedy drama stuff that was like really well written like Mm -hmm. highly acclaimed like or like buzzy and for some of the reason but like I couldn't just like I I just chose more scripted shows in my little free time before but now that I have nothing but time um (laughs) and also like some shows like I just like I'll think about watching them and I'm like I can't I can't deal with the stress of the show like I'm stressed out I don't feel like watching it it seems intense and that will come up a couple times I normally have no problem with all that stuff but for some reason this whole pandemic it just like on some of the days you're like, I just don't know if I need that. I don't need more. Oh yeah. The news uh, is enough. (laughs) I created a list. I mean, it's like three shows that I'll put like comfort food shows on like Gilmore Girls, Parenthood and Wonder Years. And I think I watched like four episodes of the Wonder Years last week. So there you go. Everybody has their days where they're like, I just need something to put on the background. We've got those on the list for you. If you like Mm -hmm. actively are like, I want to escape and see a world that's worse than what I'm living in. We've got those for you too. Yep, yep, yep. So, so um, follow us along. There's something for everyone, hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, we've watched a <laughs> lot of TV. So, so do you want to go with your first drama or how do you want to yeah, go first? Yeah, I'll, I guess. So the first thing that I watched, or not first thing, first thing on my list of shows that I've been binging in quarantine is The Sopranos, which I am not done yet with. I am only on season four. And I'm near the end of season four, but it's gotten to like kind of a high stakes part, which I think is why I've been a little hesitant to like dive back in because I know it's about to be like really chaotic, mm-hmm. but very good. I recommend 10 out of 10. If it's been on your list, season one is really slow. Just like push through it. The seasons are short. I think they're only like 13 episodes. So totally doable. And it's on Hulu. Nope. It's on HBO. HBO. But if, yeah, that's, it's on my Hulu. It's my add-on. Yeah. Yeah. 
The Sopranos has been on my list for like eight years, like forever. And every time I watch that first episode, I'm like, I don't give a shit about this duck. It's a and, bit of a slow. No, like, no, the duck. The duck is duck. really just the first like three episodes. <laughs> I think it's so interesting that he goes to therapy. Like it's such an interesting concept, especially since like when it was filmed, however long ago, like it. It was in 2000. So yeah. taboo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, in a year before like 2016, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about like, therapy was like no um especially like mobsters right yeah that was the thing it was like the contrast but if you like um narcos i would recommend the show for sure they're very similar oh interesting it's just slower yeah but still very good 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 pick okay my first pick is fargo and i and it's an anthology so there's four seasons and i've only watched the mm-hmm. first season which it's like its own series because season two is about Mm. something totally different with a whole new cast and i was very hesitant do you know what fargo is about no should i read the little description um it's just like a murder in a small town in minnesota and all of the tales so every season has it ties back to fargo north dakota so it's like how each season that's like the through line is this like syndicate of crime families or whatever and fargo but the first season follows like an insurance salesman who meets a hitman and somehow gets caught up in, in every decision of this guy's life. And my, I'd watched the movie, which is also on my list down at the bottom and liked it. And we watched it over Thanksgiving. And like, I think all of us got home last night and like finished the finale. It was so good. Highly recommend. It is dark. Like if you don't, if you can't handle like gore slash like murder, would not recommend because there's a lot, <laughs> I think I counted it in like one episode, like 29 people had died. So like, wow, it's a lot, but it is like a heavy hitting cast. So well done. If you love the movie, definitely watch the show. And if you've never seen the movie, I still think the show um, would be a great binge. It's just a really good storytelling. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Back to you. What's, what's um, your next one? Next one is Killing Eve, Ooh. which you've also seen, but before the, before the pandemic, right? Yeah. I tried to watch season two back in March when we first got shut down and I couldn't do it. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of to your point of some of these shows being. Yeah, just a little too much. Just a little too much. So that was, that was one that was a little too much for me back in March, but um, I did like the first season. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, next on my list is Lighthearted. Definitely anybody could watch right now. It's Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix. And it's about twin sisters who like accidentally become bounty hunters and there's just a, it's like all of these crimes. So each week, each episode is a different crime. And the backdrop is like Southern Christian Atlanta, which is just like a really mm-hmm. fun um, kind of like backdrop for these kind of insane bounty hunter type crimes. Um, got it. it got canceled, which like it's the first time I've wanted to sign a petition about a show getting canceled since the Mindy Project or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, I don't think it should have been canceled, but it's still a really good show. And it's on, yeah, Netflix. By Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you mean single parents? Or when Brooklyn Nine-Nine actually was almost canceled? When it was canceled and then rescued by... Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, the switcheroo. But um, yeah. Yeah. So that's my next one, Teenage Bounty Hunter. Mm. Mine, um, I caught up on Riverdale, which I had not seen any of the fifth season or fourth. Fourth, fourth is fourth. what was out last year yeah. yeah I hadn't watched any of it at all um so you know was considering like quitting it but 
um, because we had all the time, I was able to catch up. I think that Riverdale is much better as a binge because there's so many characters and so many dumb plot lines that it's really like hard to get into it if you take a break but if you just like but it, it's good like it's so dramatic yeah so if you're watching it and it just like auto plays next you're like yeah well I gotta find out where the giggle pig is coming from yeah 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 <laughs> like I know that's not a plot but it sounds like one and yeah it sounds like one and also like super bingeable I it's fun it is suspenseful there's a lot of suspense in it so it, it definitely, because it's a murder, a lot of, I mean, the murder mystery is like a pretty regular thing on the show. Um, yeah. So if that sounds too intense, but it all is like in a sort of an alternate universe of Riverdale and everything's really corny. So if you can like read the corniness into it, then like you're good to go. Like it's a dumb teen drama. <laughs> I was going to say for every like ounce of like scary or air quotes or like mm-hmm. dark there's like 45 instances of like and we already did a whole episode about Riverdale as we're like yep, spiraling check out our, check out our episode <laughs> spiraling on into another one but like yeah for every like conversion camp mm-hmm. walk up there's like Archie singing a ballad about whether he wants to play football or not like so yeah, it's like yeah. it really balances itself out <laughs> in, in the terms of the drama sure. Um, so my next recommendation is in the same vein, which is Outer Banks. It's like Riverdale in real life Mm -hmm. in North Carolina, (laughs) like teens doing stuff. Um, it's a, it's frustrating. There's definitely some like racial and like socioeconomical, um, triggers in it. If that's something Mm -hmm. that really, cause it, it like, it's a very irritating plot point, but it like moves the story and like really surfaces service. Sure. Sir this is the story along um Mm. but it does have my number one least favorite teen trope which is adults being too involved in the teen Mm. store like life I hate it and like doing a Hiram Lodge or a Bart Bass and like meddling but the only reason why I give Outer Banks like a little bit of slack on this is because they're looking for treasure for 400 million dollars so like I guess that that kind of like um sure it's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of money, and I yep. get why the adults want to be involved in it, but it's, it doesn't make it less frustrating that they're, like, like trying to shoot a 16-year-old. Right. But it's on Awkward. Netflix. Highly recommend. And I think Riverdale's on Netflix, too, right? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a last all, one? Or... All the seasons, I think. Yeah. Um, and then my next one is The Queen's Gambit which is on Netflix, and yeah, I'm sure you've all heard of it. <laughs> yeah, that's on my, uh, what to, my what planning to watch. Yeah, it's downloadable, um, so that's why I watched it. I watched it on a plane ride, and the episodes are about 45 minutes a piece. It's about, if you don't know already, it's about a teenage chess prodigy, in the 60s and she is like often the like only girl in the room and she also has a light addiction to a tranquilizer pill that they gave her mm-hmm. at the orphanage she grew up at like there's a lot <laughs> yeah i watched the first there's a episode. lot going on <laughs> yeah and i was like this um, is good like it was good yeah it's like beautifully shot um mm-hmm. it's i think it's a little it's not as slow as the crown but I did find myself like fast forwarding through like chess games and stuff because like I don't understand chess. So 
I would just get impatient and like fast forward till like she won or lost, you know? So. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a good show. It's short. It's like I think there's only like eight episodes or something like that. Yeah, I'm excited. I liked the first episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. I have one final drama before um so mine is the undoing another one have you ever heard of it it's literally everywhere right it's everywhere i have some notes about the show so if you've watched it this is us on the podcast mentioning it we may or may not do an episode on it down the line we haven't discussed it if you were watching it for the first time may i recommend not binging it so i know that's not the point of this but <laughs> If you, uh, watch, we're telling them. If, if you want to watch The Undoing, I would recommend watching one or two max a night and then thinking about it and then watching the next episode to really get the full suspense of the story um, about who who committed the murder so that you can really think on some stuff. Because after I finished it, I was like, okay. And everybody I've talked to like loved it, thought it was amazing. And I um I think that it would benefit from a slower watch, but you should still mm. see it. Like it's really well done. The acting is insane. Like it truly is a good show. It's just um it's a show that would benefit from a slower viewing. So sure. have you seen it yet? No. Is it on your radar? It's on my list. Yeah. But yeah. Um okay, and that's you, on HBO, right? Uh yeah, it's on I was gonna say Hulu, but yeah, it's on HBO. Or HBO Max, I think too. So um so i have a few more um there's a show called hunters that i think was on netflix but it's on prime is it on prime i think it's on prime yeah here let me look while you okay i could not figure out for some reason none of these accounting or streaming services will let you look at your viewing history so I was kind of struggling, but yeah, Hunters is very intense. I guess I was just like in a good place while I was watching it because it's really dark. It's about these, <clears throat> it's kind of like comic book inspired. So there's like some of those elements there, but comic book, not superhero. Let's be clear. Those are different, but like comic, like, okay, I guess comic book superhero kind of, but nobody has superpowers and it's about this group of people in New York who decide to be Nazi hunters mm-hmm. in like the six seventies, seventies ish. But like they don't really the time the era is like a little loose. They don't really lean into it that much. But anyway, so yeah, like you can imagine Nazi hunting is like a pretty fucking intense ass show and it's like pretty gory and a lot of people die. <laughs> um, it is a lot. Like, I, like, cried in one episode. And wow. It, yeah, it was really intense. Um, For those of you who aren't friends with us in real life, Sophie doesn't cry that often. I so definitely never rarely cry TV shows. Yeah, yeah, I really rarely <laughs> cry TV shows. But, um, yeah, this one was like, whew, you just couldn't help it. Um and then you actually reminded me of a show I watched at the beginning of quarantine that was mm-hmm. also loosely about, or it was pretty much about Nazis, mm-hmm. uh, which again, must've been in a better headspace, but it was, and I recommend it. It was a really, really great show. Um, the plot against America it's on HBO and it's about what would have happened if Charles Lindbaugh had run for president. 
and won and he was like a known um Nazi sympathizer and like mm. it really tackles like what America would have looked like had we not gone to World War II like had we not stood up against Hitler and it was a really interesting take on like alternate reality like or an alternate history and it was only right. like six episodes but it was really good if you can handle um the kind of like anti it's it's a dark show for that reason but uh, well done well acted sure. short yeah. a good bench perfect yes um and then i also watched unorthodox just jewish central right here <laughs> i went through like a real uh jewish moment and my watching yeah unorthodox is about the hasidic jews that live in uh williamsburg and east east williamsburg and new york and but it's not a documentary it's a like scripted show scripted drama it's a mini series i think there's six episodes which uh, debatable whether there should have been eight or four and if it was four could it just have been a movie <laughs> like i, I wanted more or less of the story you know what i mean like i feel like it left us at a really weird place and um it was like a half resolution where i was like well wait <laughs> right but it was Did it get really renewed? good it's it's just a mini series. It's not. Oh, it's a it wasn't series. designed to be. Yeah, um, and it won some awards. It won some Emmys. The main act. I mean, all the actors are amazing, but the lead actress is really great. She does an amazing job, and it's it's beautifully shot. It's actually done by a, I believe, a German team mm -hmm. that filmed, and most of it was actually shot in Germany. So, fun fact interesting i would believe all that. that i think she was nominated for an emmy yes she correctly. was yeah her name's like shira or something like that I yes I, I remember sorry if i got your name wrong we yeah if you're listening um we'd love if to have you on listening. the pod and also we apologize <laughs> so sorry um and then i also watched self-made inspired by the true story of madam cj walker which is on netflix 10 out of 10 would recommend this is a feel-good show um unorthodox is not necessarily a dark show it is because it's it's very much like you're looking at another culture right so mm -hmm. you can kind of i think you can separate yourself a little bit if you are not part of that community full disclosure obviously if that's a community you associate yourself with then yeah it would be very extra intense but if you're more on the outside like me it's easy to separate but um the cj walker show was another mini series and it was so great it was about madam cj walker who was the first female millionaire in the u.s oh. and she it was sort of like the mary Kay, but for black women um, so it was like hair care products primarily. And so it was set at the beginning of the 20th century ish. Um, I think it was in like the teens, 20s, something like that. Anyway, I'm probably misremembering <laughs> all of this information. It's been a long time since I watched it, but it was very good. Octavia Spencer is Love the her. lead and Tiffany Haddish is sort of the other like frenemy enemy, whatever. Actually, no, Tiffany Haddish is her daughter. Ooh. Carmen Ijogo 
plays the frenemy enemy girl all right again been a minute since i watched it (laughs) apologies to you tiffany Apologies to Tiffany. I'm sure she's having a Apologies to Tiffany. I'm sure she's listening. 30 pounds in quarantine and is living with common. So I think she's okay. I watched, she was interviewed. She's doing better than me, it sounds. I think it was like People's Most Beautiful or something. I watched her interview yesterday. I like Tiffany. I think she's funny. Yeah, same. She's great. And then I also watched Bodyguard, which if you like British spy things. Oh, I was, I was thinking of the Whitney Houston movie. No, 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 It's, um... Richard Madden show. It's one of those where you get, like, either at the end of the first episode or middle of the second episode where the guy, the lead, the spy guy, who is a bodyguard, um, for the, I want to say, like, the prime minister or something, but it's a woman, which, Mm -hmm. of course... Love that. Ooh, the sexual tension. Um, <laughs> at first you're like, he's like, he's just like an average guy, like very whatever. But then it sneaks up on you. Next thing you know, you're like, wait a second. Is he hot? <laughs> I, well, one, he was Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. And I mm, love I'm not him. a Game of Thrones so I don't have that tie. Quit after his character passed. Um, oh, the Matthew Crawley effect. Um, no regrets. <laughs> but truly, I do. Truly love, the I, there's no better feeling than when you're watching a TV show and you hit a moment where you're like, I want them to hook up. Where it's yeah, like, it comes out up. of nowhere and you're like, yeah. what's wrong with me? Like, like wait, I, I, I'm I standing this. Yeah. Or is this happening? <laughs> right. Am I crazy? Or, if, yeah, okay. um, sometimes I'm like, have you watched the show? Am I crazy to think that these two characters should hook up? Right. Or are going to um, hook up? Yeah, seriously. And then um, I watched Hollywood, which was a a Ryan Murphy project. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I have. I don't really know what to say about this show. It. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it if you like his stuff. Obviously, you've already seen it, but. I guess give it a try. The one thing I wish I knew before I watched it is that it's all pretend. Like mm-hmm. it's very it's very misleading because they use real care like real people in the, like actual historical figures like actors and casting directors and stuff they use their real names. Obviously an actor is playing them but so a lot of it is grounded in reality, except for the entire fucking story is made up. This is so important to know because I kept thinking, wait a second, it's 1940. That couldn't have happened or whatever the fuck year they set this in. It's 1953. There's no way that was happening. And so that kind of ruined it for me. So because yeah. I was being like super critical because I thought it was based on any wisp of a fact and also so if you know that going in i think it would help you enjoy the show a lot that's why i say it it's like total fantasy it's all made up because it made me once i realized super late in the show that it was totally just fucking made up fiction it made me then sad because it makes you which i think is was probably actually the intent of like how it if this and 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 this would have happened and people would have been cool about it then what a different world we'd be in now instead of having the same fucking conversations about 
can a black woman play a role written for a white woman? Can two gay guys kiss on screen? Like all these silly things that are mm-hmm. unfortunately still part of our yeah. now. Um, and you're like, oh, well, if we would have just cleared all this up in 1951, then, you know, the whole world could have looked different. So that part I thought was a little bit sad, but again, like the costumes are amazing. The story is fun. If you like Jim Parsons, then like he has a huge role. Um, yeah, I, I have such an issue. Darren Chris, of course, if you like Darren Chris, I have such an issue with Ryan Murphy stuff where like, the plot sounds good. The first episode is great. And then like somewhere around episode four, for me, it just goes completely off the rails. And I'm like, what the yep. fuck am I even watching? That's like, exactly what happened. It like it, leaves reality so far. Straight but, like, departure. Start there. And no, so even right. it's like the American Horror Stories or any of that stuff, I'm like, like even like The Politician, I watched that pre-quarantine, but like I liked it. But I only liked it because of Ben Platt. Like all of the other things seemed so fucking unbelievable that like mm-hmm. it was just kind of insane. Or even like Glee, come on. Yeah. Like all of his stuff, like Scream Queens, it's just like it's it's supposed to be based in reality, but like has no factors of it's like he's no. out of touch with reality. Right. Like, is this your reality? I honestly, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, I agree. It's, his stuff is really frustrating. So, um, do take with that what you yeah. will. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was like, I was like, man, I didn't go through all of the shows I watched, but I haven't finished, but loved Justified. If y'all haven't seen Justified mm. on Hulu, watch Justified on Hulu. I have like eight episodes left and I'm just like watching them as slow as possible because I don't want the world to be over. Like, I love them. <laughs> and there's no way it'll end well because it's like the cat and mouse type of mm-hmm. storyline. So someone has to right. win. Someone's got to get eaten. And I don't want to know who it is. <sighs> I love them both. Um, and then I have two movies that I remembered, of course. Like, I'm sure I've seen like a million, but two come to mind. Um, uh, Enola Holmes which is on Netflix, which is super, super cute. Like 10 out of 10 would recommend. You can watch it with your family. It's really sweet. It's really fun. Um, You know, everyone in it does a great job. They actually give us like a hot um, Sherlock Holmes for once, which is great. I was watching Um, the trailer yesterday. It came up on Netflix and I was like, mm -hmm. holy shit, I forget about Henry Cavill all the time. I need to stop forgetting about Henry Cavill. (laughs) He's like... He's he's like a straight Matt Bomer. Like he's like attainably yes. so hot, but looks like Matt Bomer. A winning he's, situation. And Millie I mean, Bobby Brown he's is so handsome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown plays Anola, and she's so cute and does such a great job. And she does a little like third wall breaking, a little bit like flea bag, um, which I could have like done without maybe, but. You didn't it like was the cute. fourth wall. It was you fine. Like it. No, I know. It was fine. It just did seem like a little unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they really, like, we were already, the whole thing was shot from her perspective already. And she was alone a lot. So we didn't necessarily need the extra, like, come along with me into this dialogue. Yeah. But, 
I, it, ju- it just seemed like they were trying trying to be Fleabag, but yeah. she's like a 16 year old. So like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she was like, I love Fleabag. Let's work it in. And they were like, sure, we're mm-hmm. making a Sherlock Holmes and a sister. Let's go. And it was fine. I and mean, it was cute. But um, yeah, I guess be prepared for that. But anyway, that movie was super cute. And I hope they do like, you a know, some more. Because the way they left it was, of course, which all the Sherlock. Okay, also Sherlock, not a quarantine binge, but I had already finished it before. Um the one with Benedict Cumberbatch. I think it's on Netflix, but I'm not positive. So good. It is. I love the way that they, like the the cinematography of it is really, really good. And the way that they do his little like crazy genius brain thing is Solving. so clever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's also would recommend. And just so you know, the lead guy in, well, Billy Bob Thornton is the lead guy in Fargo, but the like sec, the insurance guy, the lead guy is Watson from that Sherlock. Martin oh Freeman. my gosh, so, he's great. Yes, yeah, Martin Short, really right? Good, Martin Freeman, I think is his name. Okay, Martin Short's fully somebody else. Yeah, he is uh, like an old SNL guy. Yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. a, I think he was in Father of the Bride movies. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, my first movie that I have is mm-hmm. Hamilton because- it's oh yeah i saw that so too yeah, we yeah. all watched hamilton i we loved all it. watched hamilton I yes was, i like literally thought there was no way it would meet my expectations after hearing it for like three years how wonderful it is blah blah, blah. and it did i 10 out of 10 bought the hype it was great it was fun to see um i mean a problematic i think in some areas view of the founding of our country but like in a musical way i really enjoyed since i learned um i don't know a whole lot about history yeah, I thought that the first act was, like, a hot take. I didn't, put like, love Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. Um, I think also, though, it's really oversaturated now. Like, I've heard all the songs already. Like, this isn't, like, a new thing of, like, like, I, I don't know. I thought the first act was, like, really slow. I couldn't believe it just kept going. I thought the second act was better. It was fun to see. We have a one of the women in the cast went to our high school and so that was really cool to see yeah. her my old neighbor um yeah but obviously yeah and that's on disney plus right yes that is disney plus what's your next movie my next movie is run that just came out with sarah paulson oh yeah it looks it's terrifying. About, <laughs> it's terrifying um it's definitely like high stakes the whole time Mm -hmm. so just a note the sound guy was really doing (laughs) the most (laughs) for this movie but it's good it's about sarah polson plays a mom who and uh her daughter and the whole thing is like the munchausen by proxy Mm -hmm. yeah where basically the mom convinces the child that the child has all these illnesses that she doesn't have in order to like keep control over her kind of and like the mom is obviously like mentally not well like you nobody would do this um well no there was that real uh I mean people do it but that real um it's the scariest documentary I've ever seen not in terms of like gore and violence but just like mental fuckery was that mm-hmm. mommy dead or mommy dearest about the woman who Munchausen writes? They just made a Hulu show about it called um, The Act, the one where mm-hmm. Joey King shaved her head. But that's based on a true story about Munchausen by proxy, and it freaked me the fuck out. 
Like the fact that someone Yikes. can mess with your body that much that like supposedly yeah. loves you is that yeah. thought alone is terrifying. Like that's such a violation of your being, of your personhood. Yes. Okay. So Kira Allen is the daughter. So, you know, she's one of the stars, arguably the star and <laughs> run. Mm-hmm. And it's the first major thriller in 70 years to star a wheelchair user. Oh. And Kira Allen, like she is, she really does use a wheelchair in real life. I guess she's awesome. had her wheelchair for six, the past six years. And so authentic casting. Representation. Representation, exactly. Representation matters. Yeah. So that's a fun fact about their that show. And she really does a a movie, right? It's not a it's a movie. Okay. It's a movie. It seems like it was gonna be a limited series and by Ryan Murphy because of Sarah Paulson. Like she (laughs) does all of his she's like his muse now that Jessica Lang's gone. Oh my god, yeah. But um, but that is all I have for drama. I have two more movies. One of them's a drama, one of them's a comedy, and then we'll pop back into our comedy TV shows. So um, one of my movies is Fargo, as I mentioned before. It is wonderful. It did not win the Oscar for Best Picture whenever it was nominated, but it should have. Um, It's a Coen Brothers movie. Um, I kind of just recommend watching it for like the cultural relevance, you know, like to say you've seen The Godfather. Like it's one of those type of Mm -hmm. movies, in my opinion. it was really funny and it made me want to say heck for a while, which my parents were both like, yeah, you should say heck instead of cussing all the time. Um, and then my last movie, I like have recommended it to literally everyone I know. It's called Plus One and it's on Hulu. And I think it is so fucking funny. It's about um, two people who went to, I think college together, college or high school, I think college. And they realize that they're having to go to a ton of weddings. And so they're going to like team up and like go to all of these weddings together. Inevitably they fall in love, yada, yada. It gets a rom-com, but like the, mm-hmm. the way they present going to weddings in your twenties is so accurate. And like the awkwardness <laughs> of like giving a speech and I love it so much. I 10 out of 10, it would recommend if you just need like a good feel good movie, it's got Maya in it. Who's in pin 15, which is another great show. Um, so I am just think it's so fucking funny. This isn't the one that's Groundhog Day, right? No, that one's called Palm Springs, but it's like the same aesthetic. Like the movie posters kind of are the same. No, there's another one. Yeah, Palm Springs. No, with Andy. Not Palm Springs. Andy Andy Samberg is not in it. Oh, keep going. I'll find it. I it has a weird name like that though. That's like not very memorable. Groundhog Day. It's in. It's set in Italy. None of nobody in it is famous. Oh, the wedding one. Yeah, yeah, one? yeah. The last table or the table. It's got Olivia Munn in it. I think. Maybe. Let's Google. It keeps suggesting Palm Springs. It's not Palm Springs. That's why I thought that it was Palm Springs. I know. It's the it's a wedding one. In the wedding yeah, day. Yeah, or... yeah. Love wedding repeat. Yes. Is what it's called. See. See, it's not my fault that I can't remember it. <laughs> it's a yeah. dumb name. But Olivia Munn is in it. Okay, yes. You I haven't pro- seen totally that, nailed it. Olivia, It's really cute. I thought I was not going to like it, but I thought it was really cute. I normally don't like the Groundhog Day thing, but it's sort of fun. They have um, 
the bride it's like the bride and her brother are the two main characters which is kind of a fun we don't normally get like a sibling yeah story Story. um but the bride wants the brother to like give a sedative to one of the people that shows up and the kids keep mixing up the drinks and so every groundhog day it like restarts who gets the pill which is like fun fun. yeah it kind of reminds me i mean not at all except I don't know why it reminded me of it, of uh, Death at a Funeral, an mm. OG, a good old classic mm-hmm. from high school. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, sorry, continue. I hijacked. So, no, no, that, I just think it's a really cute movie if you haven't seen it and you're looking for something that's just kind of like non, like a rom-com that's not something you've seen a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend the star, the guy lead in it is Jack Quaid, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son. So he kind of comes from like rom king, rom-com royalty. So yeah, I would uh, recommend that. So so if you can pick the direction, you can choose your own adventure for next. Do you want to do the documentary slash reality category or our comedy category? Let's just get comedy out of the way, I think, because it'll be quick. Because um, obviously they're all comedies, so. Yeah, I've got a few comedies. <laughs> I've, I've got a few comedy shows written down. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I mean, I don't really have... I don't have much to say about any of my comedies. So, because we covered a lot, several of them. So, are we like doing this separate? Yeah, I mean, I put them in. I put them in the show we've covered, but you should watch category, but we can do them in the comedy. Okay, so I'll just, no, no, no. I, I, I did that too. Okay. Um, so, comedies, Insecure. I have that on So great. And that's on HBO. Yes. Then Kim's Convenience, so cute. That is on Hulu, I think. Is that an Australian show? Canadian. Canadian. Mm -hmm. Canada's. And then Sex Education is on Netflix. Super cute. It's British. Um, Really fun, cringy a little bit. It's about this teenager whose mom is a sex therapist. Mm. And he kind of pseudo becomes one amongst his peers like you know as a sophomore or whatever because once he realizes like everyone needs advice like they start coming to him for advice yeah it's like a charlie bartlett but with sex instead of yes right exactly it's it's cute and then um mary tyler moore show i watched some and of course the dick van dyke show and then I couldn't think of any more. I'm sure there are, but I couldn't think of any more. Everything else is a movie. So what do you have for Yeah, I'll go through mine. Shows? And if you think of one, just let me know. So um, shocking to no one who knows me, Community. I started Community in this pandemic. I have finished Community and started rewatching it. I don't know how I missed it the first time around. I think it's so fucking funny. It's on Hulu and Netflix. I highly recommend if you have not watched it to give it a try. Um, what I realized when I was making my list of shows to recommend to people is a lot of shows I just completely missed out on when they're hype. Like when they were at their like heyday, I just like, didn't watch them. So community is like my number one. And then same with 30 Rock. I'm like halfway through season two of 30 Rock right now. I've never seen it before. It's like supposed to be like, I think a spoof on SNL type of background. Um, really big fan of Insecure, which you said. Um, this next one is not something that I would have probably watched 
in like the before times, just given the like, my time is valuable type of Mm -hmm. environment or like I would have gone to a friend's house or done like gone to a bar or done something else. But Julian, the Phantoms, it came on like on my Netflix like queue and I just like hit play and then watched the whole season in like a day and a half. Um, It's about a teenager who like goes into her, her mom has just passed away and she goes into her mom's like music studio garage thing and like somehow allows these like three teenage ghosts again I don't know to like come through the portal and they make their own band so it's like Julian the phantoms the phantoms are the ghosts mm-hmm. it's like very like the parts that were funny were like laugh out loud funny um I really enjoyed it it was a feel-good show there was like no part of it that like made me cry or anything it was just good that's good um I just recently watched Dash and Lily highly recommend if you can handle a little bit of like an annoying lead um I really liked it. It was a cute Christmas time TV show. We rarely get Christmas TV shows. It's always Christmas movies, yeah. uh, which is such a, in my opinion, a dumb waste of like known real estate, like supply and demand. Like people watch Hallmark movies. They watch Lifetime movies. Like just yeah. watch, like, why wouldn't you make a streaming cert, whatever. But I highly recommend Dash and Lily, highly recommend Dash and Lily. And my last comedy is another Netflix show. It's Mindy Kaling's Never Have I Ever. Um, I thought it was really cute and fun. Um, my, like, three of my friends here, we all watched it um, and, like, texted at the beginning of the pandemic. And it was interesting to see how, like, everybody got something different out of it. Um, and shout out to uh, Pierce alum, who was Sophie's Yet brother. another Pierce alum. Oh, we have yeah. two shout outs in this uh, podcast. So... I mean, his yeah. um, Instagram blew up before we could get him on the podcast, guys. But we mm-hmm. thought about we tr- we tried. He, we tried. Both of our brothers are friends with him. He is too popular for our show now, so <laughs> you hate to see it. But yeah, I watched Never Have I Ever too. Um, I thought it was just like cute. It was cute. Yeah, I I, I know you. Some of our friends did like really take a lot from it, and yeah, um, <laughs> I, I sort of was just like, no, I definitely didn't cry. I was kind of like, well, this is cute, I guess. I would don't think I'll watch season two because hopefully the world will be back by then. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, maybe I, like I wouldn't be bad, but like I'm not like season- dying for season two. <laughs> no, I mean, I know they're filming season two, and I think it. To me, I am curious as to what the conflict would be in season two, since like obviously season one was like mourning her dad and doing all that stuff. Um, So yeah, I mean, I'd be curious to see how they go about it, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess teens always have problems, so. Thank God for that, or I wouldn't have anything to watch. (laughs) I didn't add it to my list, but Sophie, my cousin Shelby, shout out, who like religiously listens to our podcast will text me every once in a while and be like, you have to stop watching One Tree Hill and like watch actual shows. Cause like I got like real deep into One Tree Hill, like at my lowest part in quarantine, mm-hmm. like when I was the most like, what the fuck is going on with the world? Just everybody follow the rules and let's like get the show on the road. Mm-hmm. I just went back to my 15 uh, year old self and rewatched like eight seasons of One Tree Hill. My God. Um, but I did stop before the, the last season. Thank you to Shelby for <laughs> um, <laughs> rescuing Maddie from her. <laughs> yeah spiral of one tree hill yeah um okay so you said you've been so i like reality tv normal oh i have some movies sorry oh i'm sorry i thought we already did movies no you're good um i had comedy movies i I kept kept the categories i know 
Um, speaking of holiday movies, I saw, I watched The Holiday Date, um, which cute. is on Netflix. It's really cute. I really enjoyed it. It's a fun little holiday movie. And the main guy is like Australian or something like that. So we love, we love yeah. an accent. So I'm in already. <laughs> yeah. And then I also had a old movie moment watch sleepless in seattle although it's not on hulu or netflix anymore i watched it because it was going off oh really Um, october one i think it 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 got removed with like a bunch of other stuff um but love it's probably on amazon prime yeah i'm sure it's on amazon prime and also high society which is a surprisingly cute movie from 1956 that has really nice costumes it is in color and it's i don't know it's like a cute little movie it's on amazon prime and it stars bing crosby grace kelly and frank sinatra oh so just like an all-star cast it is an all-star cast I surprisingly liked it. It was sort of about this rich girl who it's like buzz around her wedding and the new guy she's going to marry and the old guy that she was engaged to and broke it off. And she has a little sister and she lives in this like gorgeous mansion and her cost, Grace Kelly's costumes are just so, so amazing. So you can watch that on Amazon prime. You can rent it. You have to pay money, but it's cheap. And also, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, which stars our girl Marilyn Monroe. Fun movie. Also old, but not as old. I watched <laughs> Heathers for I... the first time, which 10 out of 10 would recommend to anybody who has eyeballs. And even if you can only hear, go ahead and still <laughs> turn it on because it's so funny. <laughs> when you texted me that you were watching Heather's, I got so excited for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, a, it's a cult classic for a reason. It's so, mm-hmm. it's so batshit. Like, it mm-hmm. is batshit insane. And I was thinking about this uh, last night, oddly enough. They made a Heather's TV show and, like, filmed uh-huh. the whole thing. We're getting ready to release it. And then the Parkland shooting happened, sadly. And they pulled it. It never released any of the episodes because of the subject matter Mm -hmm. which I totally understand but like part of me Mm -hmm. can't get over the fact that there's just like a season of Heathers out there where they like made it modern and made it so that like one of the Heathers was a gay guy and like the Heathers it just looked like it was going to be so good and my favorite I think you probably remember him Price Peterson he used to write those recaps for Yahoo where he would like make fun of Scandal we used to send them around Mm. all like back right yes. after we graduated yes. he was a writer on it and I was just so excited for him and that she never saw the light of day I mean I, oh, I understand damn. pulling it but I wish they could just make it available somewhere right so I mean like, the timing does sound bad it, yes but people who don't want to watch right. it like I wish they would make it available so that the people who did want to watch it could yes please um, just because I I love the movie Heathers yeah it was very funny like worth the watch for sure plus they reference it in a lot of stuff yeah it's so definitely, uh, now they now have understand the reference point <laughs> yeah yeah it's so it's so great okay so um you as i said before i interrupted you about movies 
you've been watching more reality shows, which is hilarious to me because I made a lot of friends by watching Real Housewives. I know that's not what you've been watching, yeah. but I love a good no. Real Housewives of New York, Potomac, Salt Lake City, uh, Beverly Hills. I've watched all four of those in this pandemic. What are your um, reality or documentary? Uh, documentary. I hate that word. Documentary. 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 Watches that you um, in this pandemic. This quarantine. Okay, so. Um, I'm just going to read all of them because none of it's anything that none of you have heard of. So, um, starting off with the most important one, the great British baking show. Our most liked Instagram post. Most liked, if you are not watching the great British baking show, you are missing out on free therapy. It is so calm. It's so nice. They're all so nice to each other. Their little British accents are so cute. The things they make don't make any sense, but it's all very <laughs> endearing and very calm. And they just live in this little world where there's a tent and they're out in a field somewhere in England baking. Like yeah. it's fucking adorable. Um, and they like go home to their families and then come back. Yeah, they go home to their families every week. Although they did, there is a new season. They they filmed it in a bubble oh, um, out in the countryside. Yeah um so there's new but there's like a lot of seasons on on netflix as well as there's like a holiday season out they i mean they do a lot um rupaul's drag race i started if you are new to drag race i did some research and followed the advice of starting with season four all seasons are available on hbo uh it's funny because like now we're so used to seeing queens all over the place and their makeup looks uh, more better than mine literally ever would. Yes. And their costumes are amazing and their hair is amazing. And season four is before all of this happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the like big, de- like that's the big controversy season, right? Uh, I don't know. All I read was that season four is what put drag race on the map okay um let me see a, what year i had a coworker who when i i got really into drag race um a few years ago and he was like you have to watch season four like the it's yeah, like the 2015. best 2015 yeah it was like the best of the best for the queens mm-hmm. i think a lot of like still relevant queens came out of it um yeah. so i think that helps um but anyway obviously would recommend that and the all-star everyone loves the all-stars because we already love them um and then and it is like the drags better the it's all like heightened as you would expect Mm -hmm. um and then in that same vein we're here which actually stars three of i've mentioned it before on the pod like a hundred years ago but we're here is like Queer Eye, which Queer Eye is also on my list because <laughs> um, a season came out during COVID. Um, and I think they actually had to cut filming short because of it. Actually, I'm not totally sure about that, but they definitely had to cut We're Here short because of it. Um, we're Here is a little bit like Queer Eye in that they're trying to increase awareness and you know, lots of times maybe this is the first queer person that is coming to this town that mm-hmm. is interacting with somebody for the first time and, you know, humanizing everybody and stuff. 
Um, where at Queer Eye takes the subtle approach, um, for sure, in comparison to the We're Here girls who roll into these towns like truly and like truly bumfuck nowhere, um, with like these decked out vans and they show up in full drag and bob is it's bob shangela and oh my gosh i think shangela's from that season four like Mm all-star she was on three okay because she like she's either actually i'm not sure i knew it was an early um she was in an early season of it oh season two or maybe she was on two and three I don't know. The thing I think is so interesting with Drag Race is, is that he'll change, like, Rue will change the rules. Yes. Like, I think that's so interesting that, like, they'll be like, and every queen that's been sent home is now back now. Or, like, now you're competing against people who weren't in the season, and you're like, what the hell? Like, you're, like, Eureka's back again, and you're like, how? (laughs) Right. Oh, Eureka. That's Eureka, the other one? Is Eureka's the third um girl who's on who's in we're here um it's on hbo it's fun it's way more confrontational than queer eye is but they're all they're somehow trying to do more but also less like they get the whole town involved they put on a drag show they have three people from the town get into drag they're they're in the show um but it's it's way less like one-on-one time i mean they they each have one-on-one time with their one person but it's way more about the town and just like general awareness of like you know we're queer we're here which is why they mm-hmm. call it we're they here, here. <laughs> um, but yes shangela was the first contestant eliminated in season two and returned as a surprise contestant in season three and placed sixth. yeah see i'm telling you they can like pull them back and you're like wait you're back right which explains um, the joke in four because in the first yeah. episode she pops out of a box and they're like no yeah. is that the season with um Man- i can't manila what's her name oh, it doesn't matter uh we can talk about that um, not on the podcast um i love that you finally made your way to reality tv it only took a global pandemic for you to get to to um, join oh, us you think you're the- michelle visage yes that yeah 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 she came back from all stars um, like season 11 oh uh, yeah this was um fifi o'hara latrice royale latrice sharon Royal needles one yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah that was a good spoiler. season i shouldn't say that okay sharon needle <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> i'll cut that spoiler whoops um willem was also on this season yeah i didn't know they were all on uh, hbo max so. that's good to know they're all there um i like how we were like we're gonna just right. rush through this part gonna, okay there's <laughs> okay there's there's a little comedy series uh special called john oh, i'm gonna butcher this Leguzinos, whatever um luzianos whatever um latin history for morons it's like a little comedy special it's cute it's on netflix um my next guest needs no introduction with david letterman i watched the kim kardashian episode i don't i'm not a huge fan of her but like i thought it was a really good episode um also comedians and cars getting coffee mm-hmm. great easy watch to have on in the background 
um the circle <laughs> remember I, that <laughs> the circle was such a moment and our whole friend group was, was obsessed with it it was so good i think our entire friend like our entire bachelor text chain <laughs> watched the circle it was great um Shit's creek best which is warm regards which is their little documentary after the mm-hmm. show would recommend it's great um next in fashion with tan france who of course is one of our cry boys um and uh is that with alexa, alexa chung mm-hmm. That's, you were watching surprisingly that good the most hungover i've ever been you were watching that oh no um i thought it was really really cute i it made me really realize how fucked up project runway is and how toxic it is and really how I don't even care about half of the bullshit that they show us on a Project Runway. But Project um, Runway did give us the most iconic moment next to the Dakota Johnson Ellen interview <laughs> with the um, I would Carly Kloss being like I would never wear this and that designer being like not even to dinner with the Kushners. Yeah like right right it was like, <laughs> like not even with your in-laws or something even, like that yeah, and you're like even, and you were like jaw hit the floor um she was like yeah <laughs> yeah like it it wasn't a good outfit but like that was an iconic uh response yes yeah yeah um love is blind I watched season one season of that I have a I have a really bad habit of just watching the first like three episodes and then just watching the finale like the middle I I really can't I have no patience for the middle. Yeah. Um, which is was the same in like Love at First Sight. Like I don't even know if I really even watched enough episodes of that to consider myself having watched that, but I dabbled in those. Say yes to the dress. Guys, I know we've all been <laughs> sleeping on this show. It's I, been on TLC I, for 30 years. It's been on TV for 30 years. I've watched it my whole life. But they have like every episode on Hulu, I wanna say. And it's super great, super funny. You put it on in the background. It's nothing bad happens at Kleinfeld. Like everything is wrapped up in a nice little bow. It is, it's a very calm TV. Um, also Nadia's Time to Eat. This pings off Great British Baking Show. She was a contestant on one of the seasons and she's this like cute little mom and has all these like nice little tips and little baking things um it's like a cute little 30 minute show um baby ballroom you guys (laughs) (laughs) so into reality (laughs) baby ballroom i actually started watching this before um the pandemic but i returned to it it is it is about these this dance studio and okay it's like dance moms except for it's in England. (laughs) It's already better. And the two, it's these two owners of this ballroom dancing studio and it's a husband and wife and they have triplets that are like 18 and they're all girls. It's older than Um, two of them are in the dance world and the other one is just smart and she's like literally <laughs> fuck this like she does not want to be there um Fair. at all she gives no fucks and it's it is iconic but they the the studio covers like the oldest people really that they train are the like 18 19 20 year olds but the smallest ones are like five Aww. and so it's these like really 
cute like little British children and of course they get like paired up and but it, they're like teammates there's no like you know like cootie things going on but um they're just so dang cute <laughs> never heard of that it sounds adorable it's adorable <laughs> again very calm tv watching and it's not as crazy as dance mom so and it's not as much about the parents so um we love that um yeah i couldn't do dance moms they were too mean yeah no no um making it which is amy poehler and um oh my god what's his name the guy who plays ron swanson nick offerman nick offerman amy poehler and nick offerman show again super lighthearted, super fun they craft projects and along with crafting projects hometown which is my favorite home makeover show because i really like their taste we watched I really like this couple. <laughs> yes 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 that's where we watched it for the first time i was like okay i love this couple they're i love watching their dynamic they just seem sweet to each other it doesn't seem like they're putting on an act he's a sweetheart she seems so nice I just really like them and their style is good and their little town in Laurel Mississippi is very charming and it doesn't seem like they're trying to become Chip and Joanna which I respect a lot because yeah I do not respect Chip and Joanna (laughs) um they've ruined the color white for me (laughs) (laughs) uh but anyway it's like a really i love love that show and of course we've got the bachelorette i was gonna wrapping say, it up make it to the bachelorette yeah, yeah. also for those og or new i know i have way less than you in that category but for um our listeners who are bachelor fans or new Bachelor fans, or dropped off, or whatever, HBO Max has random seasons of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor Pad, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor from other countries, so, like, if you have HBO Max and are bored and like The Bachelor, I highly recommend going and watching just, like, a random season of something you've never seen, because odds are, I mean, it's the same as watching it live. I did that at the beginning of the pandemic when I was like, we're never getting another season of The Bachelorette again. Like I was like mm-hmm. devastated. And then Claire fell in love in two episodes. So what we a great one. season we've had though. We've we currently had. Tasha's really doing most dramatic well season ever finally. Yeah, Chris is delivering. Came to fruition. Yeah. They really but, delivered on that. Okay. So um because I am assuming most of our listeners haven't been living under a rock. I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend the vow, the HBO documentary about the mm-hmm. Nexium cult with yep. Keith Raniere. Um, highly recommend. There's going to be a season two. Um, I don't really know how or why or what it's going to be about, but yeah, I will what? be tuning in. Um, I'll be gone in the dark about the Golden State Killer if you are interested in murder mysteries and don't know a whole lot about this. Um, again, highly recommend you tune that one in. It's on HBO. Um, it was really cool to see like her solving the case and knowing how it ends and all that stuff. Um, obviously like every other person, I watched the last dance with Michael Jordan, but I watched it, um, the week of the election and, or I watched it. Yeah. The week of the election, I watched it recently and watched all, um, 10 episodes in two days. So if you have like a loose care about basketball, I think that it could be something that you would care about because it follows them. He has a camera with them all of the 1997 season, and then they're able to fill in around that, but there's a lot of really good content. 
Sophie already mentioned the Schitt's Creek best wishes, warmest regards, but I co-signed that recommendation. It was really good, really sweet. Um, it's nice to know that the people that you love on screen are just as wonderful off screen. And some of them like Roland and Jocelyn are more better, like they're better off screen than on screen. Yeah. Um, I have watched the May at Last Abbott Brothers documentary twice. Um, it's on HBO Max. If you like songwriting or are a fan of them or have never heard of them, um, I would recommend it. It'll make you fall in love with them. They're just like two brothers who love each other and write really beautifully heartfelt songs. Um, as Sophie said, the Bachelor franchise all on HBO. And then, I mean, what would 2020 be without cheer? I got super into cheer. I think I a lot of watched us- cheer before. You, that was near pandemic. before times. So I did not. Yeah, I watched it like because it, it came out in like January, I think. I couldn't remember when I watched it, so I went ahead and put it down just so I would have mm-hmm. um, another one. But I do think it would be I would be remiss not to say cheer because uh, then Monica yeah. just went on Dance with the Stars, so it reminded me of like, like mm. it's kind of funny when you think about back like the early pandemic, what we watched, like, and how much we cared. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we thought it was going to be like two weeks. Um, okay. So next we're going <sighs> to, yeah. yeah. And we're here now doing a, like a two hour podcast about what we've watched in those um, air quotes, two weeks. So, yes. so let's talk about some of the shows we've covered already. We're not in great detail that we think that the viewers or our listeners should view. So did you, I wrote down yeah. a few because some of the shows yeah. did truly come out in the pandemic and yes. And we're, I think all of the ones um, I wrote down were. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so okay, any- so I had Normal People, which really did come out in May. Truly. And um, honestly, like, if you haven't seen Normal People yet, one, how? Stop listening to this. And turn, it turn it on. on. <laughs> I'm so jealous of people who get to watch it for the first time. I miss them. It's We so posted good. on the Instagram today. There was, like, behind the scenes. I, like, have so many things just saved on the Instagram to be, like, when is it okay to start reposting things about oh my God. normal people. people? So good. Um, uh, and Emily in Paris came Emily out during Par- the... Sorry. Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris. So yeah, stupid. Excuse me. So stupid. Me. When that came out, I was like, eye roll. St- stop trying to make... It got renewed for season two. I thank God. Um, I mean, what would we do not knowing how what? Gabriel runs the restaurant? Oh, God. Um, and then it. new seasons of uh, Elite and Schitt's Creek came out. To, yeah. to me, like, Schitt's Creek had already come out, but, like, to Netflix. Um, so those two, there was new things to watch, even though it had already been filmed. And those shows already existed. Um, I actually but Elite do. would be such a great binge that was like, exactly y'all. what i was about to say like, oh, if good. you have not watched elite yet <sighs> this is such a good time to watch it like it has everything you're it, i feel like stefan every time i start to it has everything you're looking for this holiday <laughs> season everything Murder, intrigue threesomes like family <laughs> drama money poor people it's got everything everything um, if you have oh i just elite. remembered i watched a show called lock and key oh you did watch lock and key i think it's on netflix it is. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you like uh, fantasy, I guess. But it got real dark, like real dark. Um, yeah. Another show like that satanic c- demon dark. Ooh, like Sabrina. I couldn't do it. When they made I, I draw like mm-hmm. such 
I don't have a lot of lines for what I will watch and what I won't watch. I can't do mm -hmm. heavy demonic stuff. It freaks me out. Yeah, Sabrina's really dark. Yeah. I mean, I liked it, but and I will continue to watch it. It got but... canceled. I think it went. I truly really. I think it went. I thought it was on hiatus because of the pandemic. No, I think it got canceled no? pre-pandemic. Mm. I think it went too dark for its audience too fast. In my opinion, that's it was not such, like well, it had such a weird shooting. Like it only like it came out in October. Like the the schedule for it was weird. But I will say something that like gives me a little bit of hope. I'm pretty sure it got canceled. I think they might be filming. Like they might have like a final season. Um, but mm. what gives me hope is they're in the same like air quotes universe as Riverdale. And I think it would be really mm. cool to have some of the Sabrina characters become Riverdale. Like, you know what I mean? Like become yes. characters on the Riverdale universe. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Season three came out the beginning of 2020 in January. Yeah. And Netflix announced that this season four will be the show's last um i'm assuming the hiatus there's some kind of it, that was released october 28th yeah so i don't think i think it'll come out and then it'll be done but i will say that yeah. there's a change yeah, which org makes petition that's signed to get him to come back cool um I'm telling you thought about signing one for teenage bounty hunters uh blah, blah, blah. so another show that came out they renewed that, three and four at the same time sorry okay continue sorry another show that came out that like honestly another like normal people level of reaction if you haven't had a chance to watch it jealous and also stop listening to mm -hmm. us is the great the great came out in the pandemic mm, yep fucking mm -hmm. watch the great <laughs> yes definitely watch the great um new to me in the pandemic was euphoria i had never seen it mm -hmm. i binged it in the pandemic wonderful we have a new episode coming out in like six, five days. Um, December 6th, there's a new episode. Um, there's going to be two in December before season two airs. Um, so that's something to binge to. It's, it's worth it. I thought it was going to be too yes. dark. It's very good. The things that I was worried about, as Sophie promised me before we did the episode, she was right about. They did not come to fruition. So good. it was yes. terrifying, but worth it. And then yes. um, I did a pitch about this one. But um, it came out in, the, in April, I think, uh, Defending Jacob. Mm -hmm. If you liked The Undoing, may I suggest Defending Jacob? Because it's essentially the same thing. Someone's been murdered, someone's on trial, and you have a family rallying around to um, prove the innocence of a loved one. Right. So, And that's on Apple TV if you haven't seen it. It was really great. It's only eight episodes, and they don't waste any time, in my opinion. So those are all Oh, I just remembered that I also watched Big Little Lies during this pandemic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did? Like at the beginning, yeah. I was, um, when I was watching The Undoing, The Undoing is the same guy who did Big Little Lies, and I read an interview with him after, and it was him, it was him being like, I don't plan to do a season two of The Undoing, but I didn't plan to do a season two of Big Little Lies, so never say never. And I was like, I really wish you wouldn't have done a season two of Big Little Lies. <laughs> like, it was good. And like, I liked seeing, it was like the actors. Are good. Like, okay. Like we didn't talk about Little Fires Everywhere, which came out in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's like, true. I watched, I read, the, I read the book years ago, loved it, was super excited for this and got like three episodes in and was like, meh. I got one episode in and could not do Carrie Washington's character. Why did her mouth? Like it was too, it was like a lot her of lip thing. Work. 
Actually, yeah. I think I might have watched two episodes. Yeah, it was her energy was so chaotic and aggressive. I was like, I don't and I just watched Big Little Lies. So I was like, okay, well, Reese Witherspoon, love her to death, is playing the same character. Yeah. <laughs> There's a this isn't my shout out for the week, but y'all should follow her. Chloe Feynman, she's on SNL now, but she's the one who does all of the like yes. things. But she did a a spoof of Reese like accepting a nomination for an Emmy or something. And she was like, I'm in big little uh or Big little fires everywhere. I mean, big. Oh my goodness! She like couldn't. She kept mm-hmm. saying the names up, but it is true. Reese essentially just plays like an upper middle class white woman, um, and everything. <laughs> and like yeah, somehow no, never guilty, sure. but always too close to the crime. Like yeah, stop no, meddling no. and things that you don't like. Usually, when the cops are called, people leave. They don't like get more involved with the family. Right. No, for sure. Um, but can you think of any other shows that you binge? I mean, I know you didn't love Dollface, so that wouldn't be a recommendation. But any other shows you watched in the pandemic that we covered? I mean, you yeah, Gossip Girl, worth the <laughs> worth the rewatch. Um, not even rewatched. One Tree Hill, and because we decided to do the podcast, that's the only reason I revisited it. I thought it was going to be really cringy. I thought that, um, you know, because a lot of it has not aged well, but definitely 10 out of 10 would recommend it's so good it's so bingy so dramatic um lots of fun and if um, you don't want to go the gossip girl route but you're missing them may we suggest single parents it won't bring it back but it mm-hmm. will you will get give more latent <laughs> yeah it'll give you latent and so that's Honestly, something like every show like obviously the shows that we told you are shows that we watched in the in this time of being at home and self-isolating and doing what we can to keep everybody healthy. But um, all joking aside, every single show we've talked about on the podcast, we've had to watch. So mm-hmm. any show we've covered, we that's our recommendation. So if you've never seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yes. give it a chance. We didn't, not, yeah. nothing aired while we were doing it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Maisel, I hadn't watched the last, or the two more recent seasons that were out watched those same with fleabag never saw season one only watched yeah, two. so went back and watched one <laughs> if you're looking for a show this holiday season and we haven't necessarily well, i'm not wrapping up but it sounds like i am but if you're looking for a show this holiday season yeah. and we didn't say it in this podcast necessarily look through the shows that we've done on apple or spotify and and pick a show because those are all shows that we stand by enough to watch them sit down prep and record yes absolutely so this should be a pretty quick category. So, um, did you watch anything this, uh, in this last eight months that you like finished it and you were like, meh, could have done without, I wouldn't recommend it to someone. I would save them from watching it if I could type of a thing. I mean, like, I guess that lock and key show that I already mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Like what would you recommend? Um, like skip, don't buy the hype on. I don't get the hype. Okay, I don't I don't think there's hype around it, but Netflix is really pushing their holiday gingerbread showdown right now. And I turned it on just to have on while I was working and I didn't love it. I didn't think the hosts were particularly cute and it was really repetitive. Like the same challenge happens every week. So it Mm. Uh, and they're like amateur bakers so it's not great I don't know whatever I think you can skip that if you're trying to look for a holiday baking show to put on in the background if you're trying to look for a holiday baking show to put on in the background may I suggest nailed it Nicole Byer is a lot holy shit it's funny Mm. people mess up baking and it makes you feel like you could do the show because they're not good one guy just forgot butter (laughs) 
like it's so great so if you anyway that's not the point of the segment so if you back to you but no 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 no. that's no no that's like a good like Like if you if you have been seeing this and you're like oh I want to watch a holiday baking show yeah pivot to nailed it um like one of the guys gets poisoned with root beer it's a very funny show that I highly recommend yes um uh I tried Miss America and found it to be like sneakily dark and scary did you watch it no I didn't it looked like a kind of a lot it is and just not something like I wanted you realize the protagonist is a villain and you're like oh no (laughs) yeah that's but it's like the villain of like reproductive rights in America oh we already have enough of those they're in congress we don't need them yeah, it it was just kind of a lot for me. I watched like the first two episodes and then I have not turned it back on. Uh and then Watchmen is also a lot. It's very good. So if you have the stomach for like stress, um I I definitely plan on going back to it once um everything isn't stressful anymore cuz it definitely, you know, critically acclaimed, but it was just a little bit too much for me in these times. Um, episodes is the name of the show. It's with Matt LeBlanc. I watched mm-hmm. one minute. I was like, I'm going to try this show. And the next minute I was like, huh, there's kind of been a weird change. And I realized I was in season two. <laughs> <laughs> you do comically a lot. Yeah. But there, I mean, like there's my dad learning episodes. Netflix. He like kept always like watching the season finale of shows. Oh my god. Like every time he watched it was on Hulu. Anytime he watched anything, he would always watch the most recent episode. Oh my god. So he'd god. call me and be like, That was a really crazy first episode. And I'd look and I'd be like, No, you watched the finale. Watch of the course finale. it was fucking insane. <gasps> no. Oh my god. Um, but and then um Money Heist is too tense if you've been listening you know i've said that before i i mean the whole it's not the show isn't a lead up to a heist every fucking episode is the heist it's like hour three hour seven hour 36 like whatever um portlandia i tried just didn't get it not for me um along with the comedy lines and fred armison actually he has a show called forever with him and maya rudolph which i really really wanted to like because i love both of them but uh I didn't like it it was too dry I guess I don't know um they both die and then they're stuck in afterlife together but she was unhappy before in their marriage so now they're unhappy stuck together forever in the afterlife or an in-between or something I don't know whatever um I also didn't love Dead to Me, although I did watch a, an amount, a fair amount of that, and I know that's an unpopular opinion. I know Maddie loved it. I know everybody else loved it. Uh, I thought it was kind of boring. To be um, honest, I never, I never watched season two. You were like, I didn't love season two. I watched the first episode, and then our friend Meg, Ketter, Meg, she texted mm-hmm. me and was like, mm, season two's like, meh. And I was like, yeah, that's two people whose like, TV opinion I trust, so... Yeah, I watched the for another first time. episode and then the last of two. And that, I feel like I got got what I needed to get. Um, I didn't love Tiger King. I really, I mean, it was too chaotic. I watched like the first like two episodes and then was like, whatever. Um, Tiger King was on my list of things that you could skip to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You can skip it. Um, 
maybe also unpopular opinion i don't like the home edit girls uh so get organized with the home edit i uh is a big skipperoo for me and that's like um, a- i think i watched three episodes and i just have no desire to watch two rich white women re raid the shelves of a container store for a another rich person's walk-in closet that's bigger than my apartment in new york fair like i just like didn't need it you know yeah i (laughs) liked it but i understand not liking it yeah i was just like "Ah." i have been following them for like three years or four years on instagram so for me it was kind of cool to see them like actually achieve this thing you know like totally totally um yeah and like good for them like for getting a show i just uh not for me yeah and that is it okay i have less to skip because if i'm anything it's consistent which means if i don't like something within like the first three minutes i just quit forever and let it go so um and usually i'll quit things and just forget to go back to them i rarely stop because i don't like well, yeah you also quit things that you do like so that's... i know i need honestly like us doing um the thanksgiving special last week like made me wish i would have finished the west wing so bad so maybe mm. that'll be something that i um put on my 2020 or 2021 man if i'm not gonna give myself a month to watch that that would be honestly ridiculous it's for, a it's way too it's, there, it's, it's too much TV. like it's a lot of tv but i do think it would be good to add back on my list but um okay so i watched a netflix show called get even and the description of it made it sound super good. It's about these four girls who like meet, they're all in like this prep school in England and they meet together and they're, it's like, don't, they don't get mad, they get even. And they like take down like men or women, but primarily men who have like wronged other females at the school. And it, the premise of it, like when I read the description, it was so good. When I watched the trailer, it was so good. And then I watched the show and I like kept feeling like I was on drugs. Like they would just skip like entire plot points. Like I had no clue how they met. I had no clue how they like did the, like any of the scheme. And like, it was fine. Like I, when it ended, I was like, well, hmm, I watched it. Like it, it got renewed for season two. It's a BBC show. So like, if I'm still not doing anything, it might be like a good, like show to watch or whatever, but like, I wouldn't, you're not missing out on anything. Um, Mm -hmm. I did have Tiger King on my list. And then my next one is a really hard, really hard one for me to say. But after I finished it, I thought, wow, that was totally not worth it. Sean Mendez in Wonder, his new Netflix docuseries that just came out or documentary that just came out. He produced it and you can tell, like, there's no, there's nothing in it. Like, there's no big revealing secret. There's no conflict. I guess the conflict is his voice goes out one time. And people, like, come and, like, rally by his hotel room. Um, But, like, and then the next day he released, um, like, a concert. And I was talking earlier on the phone and, like, Taylor Swift just released the Disney Plus, like, Taylor Swift at Long, whatever, Longsworth Pond or Mm -hmm. whatever it was called. And that was really good. And I recommend watching that. And I think Sean would have benefited from just doing, like, a concert where he, like, talks about the meaning behind the songs but if you feel like you need to watch it just watch the trailer and that's it like there's no big Demi Lovato-esque reveal in it like it where she did her documentary and it was like all of these crazy reveals and she told us like behind the scenes of all of these crazy things that happened but his nothing really crazy has happened to him 
And so he just performs and comes off stage and is like, it's so crazy that I'm famous. And then he goes back on stage. It just felt like really produced. So those are my three, like, go ahead and skip these. You're not missing out on anything. Um, I forgot one. Um, there's a show called Run. Yeah, to skip. Oh, you hated it. Confusing because I have also talked about a movie called Run in this episode, but there's also a show called Run, and it is Phoebe Waller Bridge is was involved with the project, so that's why it, Netflix recommend or Hulu or wherever the fuck it was, it, Amazon HBO maybe, shows. HBO um recommended it to me. Um, and I was like, sure, sounds cute. I really uh, like the but lead it was in bad. that. Which, ugh, now we're getting all, our listeners are going to We're, we're going to do a whole episode about shows that we gave up on or, and or shows that we just don't like. So I'm going to save my rant for that, but run the show, definitely skip it. Um, I want to add one more drama that's a little bit dark that I think people should watch. It was a limited series called Unbelievable okay. about two rape cases that happened two years apart or a few years apart in the detectives that solved it. It's the same girl who's in Run. That's what made me think of it. But I watched it mm. and it was so good. And like, I mean, it, it definitely is something that like if you... um it does deal with like rape and all of that. So if that's something that you're, you just can't handle right now, respect that, understand that don't watch it. But, um, if you think you can handle it, I would highly recommend it's on Netflix. Um, so the last thing we have, and this will be a quick little section is Sophie, what, what's on your, like, what do you plan to watch this December? Do you have a list of shows that you're just, um, like you're kind of up next? Yeah, so what is up next for me for December that's kind of on my list is The Crown Season 4, which came out recently that I have not gotten around to watching yet. Um, The Last Dance. 10 out of 10 would recommend. 10 out of 10, okay, great. Um, And then uh, Happiest Season, the new Hulu movie with... Daniel Levy. Yeah, and Kristen Stewart um, and Allison Brie. And it, yeah, I heard yep, yep, yep. wonderful things about it. Yeah, it looks really cute. And then there's a docuseries on Frank Sinatra, so that looks interesting. That's on Netflix, I believe. And then there's a show that's been on my uh, list for the longest time, and maybe I'll finally watch it, but it's called Call My Agent. And it sounds stupid because it's... it's in- it's in French. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. in French. Yeah, it has it has to do with like a movie star and obviously her agent and I don't know. It's set in Paris and it's just been on my list for a while. Of course, you have to read the subtitle, so it requires a lot of attention. Yeah, but, I mean, I wonder um, if you're if you're a few summers there, you'd be able to pick up on some of it, like pick back up. I mean, maybe. You know, yeah, hopefully, that's why those shows. Because there's also a show called Marseille. Um, on Netflix, which is in French as well, and I definitely started watching that because of the French stuff. Because I was like, oh, you know, whenever you talk to somebody who uh, is native language is not English but speaks English with no accent, um, you're like, well, how did that happen? You've never been to America, and they're like, yeah, I just watch a lot of American TV. American TV, like, yeah. 
cool, 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 cool. Well, that doesn't work in the reverse all that often. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, what about you? What's on your list? So the flight attendant, that HBO Max show with Kaylee Cuoco, very excited for that. It just came out. Um, I started and have not gotten super far into a teacher, that new FX show with Kate. Oh yes. That's on my list too. Mara. And so I started it. It's funny. So just a fun fact for our listeners, they go, it's not a spoiler. They go to Texas, like the universe it's filmed in Austin or supposed to be set in Austin. Um, and they go to the university of Texas one day and I was looking at it and it's filmed on Texas state's campus. They just like hung YouTube UT pendants and then said they were on the Texas campus, but like every building LBJs in the background, like it's very, I went to Texas state. So like, it's just the comms building and the English building. Um, what we do in the well, shadows. Well, if you say it, it makes it true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you say it and you hang up something that says the University of Texas, it doesn't matter that the campus is, in fact, Texas State. They did that with Friday Night Lights, too. They were like, this is the University of, they, they called it something else. I don't remember where Coach Taylor went, but it was just Texas State. Um, what we do in the shadows um, is on Hulu now. And it's, I watched the first three episodes and thought it was hilarious and just haven't gotten back to it. Um, the Queen's Gambit, because I think if I don't watch it, my entire family will disown me. And then um, I somehow missed Love Life, the HBO Max show with Anna Kendrick. And apparently, uh, according to a few friends, it's quote unquote, right up my alley. So mm. I'm going to give that one a right. shot. So those are, those are my December, my December plans. And then obviously I do want to see Happiest Season because I have heard only yeah. good things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just my last question, I feel like I'm, inter- I truly feel like I'm interviewing because we're over for our listeners who can't tell we're not in the same room. So, um, uh-huh. stand safe, but what was your favorite show you've watched in quarantine? So out of everything we've talked about, what was the kind of best thing that you, you think you watched? Um, I think it was probably normal people for me. Normal people. That yeah. Was, what yeah, about you? It was pretty good. It's like insane to think that that was this, like, it's been this time period. Like you were home when you watched normal people. I it's why we started the podcast. Normal people, yeah. We because we're like how we're like wow. <laughs> hour nineteen of talking about this four hour show. Yeah, yeah. We were like, like well, seventh happy hour shouldn't still be dedicated <laughs> to the non communication between Connell and Marianne in episode three. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we have to get an outlet for this. And it created the entire podcast. Oh my God. Um, so I think my favorite <laughs> show I've binged in quarantine was Community. Um, but mm-hmm. my favorite show I've binged that's still on the air was definitely Euphoria. I am only glad that I resisted watching it just so we could talk about it on the podcast. Like, I'm glad that I watched it knowing that we were going to talk about, but I loved it and I'm very excited for, for what's to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that show is so good. So before we wrap up, do you have a recommendation this week for our listeners? I do. Mine is slightly on theme only because of what I have said. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is an Instagram account called The Classics Darling. All one word. Um, and basically they do a lot of costumes as well as actual little videos of classic films which is just kind of like a fun change of pace from the normal stuff that's on at least my Instagram feed and they always have a nice little description as well 
as far as like the costume designer on this was and then you know it was Edith Heat or whatever and then they have like one star like every one of her costumes from the one movie like in the carousel and it's just really nice and it's cute when they'll do little you know um like top dancing numbers or other you know just other little bits from old movies that it's just kind of nice to take a little break in your feed and watch it and it's I cute f- I felt this isn't my recommendation but it's similar I follow an account called that song from and they'll play like a, a mm. scene from a movie or a tv show with the music behind it and they'll give you kind of the background but it is like a fun nice breakup between like the influencers and your high school friends that you don't know and yes. like yes, yes actual people and celebrities to see like Mm-hmm. A TV fact or a movie fact. Um, my record this week is a song. It's Chinatown by Bleachers featuring Bruce Springsteen. I have probably listened to it like a million times since it came out. Um, sort of on theme since I did mention the Taylor Swift documentary and Jack Antonoff, who did that, is the his Bleachers. But um, yeah, I just, that song is very good. And I am shocked that he got Bruce. <laughs> I'm like shocked anytime, like a major, <laughs> like he's a major star. That's like, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. I'll be the featured like singer on this random single that you're going to put out. So yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening to this guys. And um, if there's anything you think we missed on our list that you'd like us to watch in December to cover, Moving into 2021, please feel free mm-hmm. to shoot us an email or a DM or get in touch with us. Um, most of our listeners probably could text us. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, we will see y'all next week. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by myself, Sophie Orlich, with help from Jake Orlich. No relation. Maddie Line is my favorite co-host, and our lovely theme song is by Chandler Reeves. For news and updates, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SingleBestScene, or check out our website at SingleBestScene.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, and especially if you're one of our actual friends, make sure you're subscribed to the pod and drop us a five-star review. We deserve it. Autoplay next episode.